Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Romance Readers Seeking Bestsellers podcast. I am romance author Isabel Peterson. And I am Becca Manuel, the book world uh, jack of all trades. <laughs> <laughs> but mostly, we, we love, love to, to read, read romance. romance. <laughs> we'll get Here it right on these days. <laughs> I know, one of those days. Uh, here on the show, we talk to best-selling romance authors about their journey to their best-selling status. And we also talk about books that nobody seems to be talking about. Books that are written by what we like to call future best-selling authors. Join us on our search for best-selling romances, present and future. And what do you say, Isabel? We've got a lot to cover, so we should get on with it. Ready or not, here we go. what's going on with you it has been one week for both of us <laughs> two um, weeks <laughs> two weeks yeah it's been two weeks um, yeah. yeah I have uh, visitors from across the pond my daughter's boyfriend and his best friend are visiting us so we have been on uh, full speed ahead for the past two weeks they're here for another week and um, I'm exhausted Doing all and the things, right? I know, doing all the things. We went to rodeo. We've, uh, we've, you know, introduced Jake to everything American, which he loves, and has now started talking that him and Owen are going to move together here. Okay. <laughs> Wasn't so, it Emmy talking about moving to London? So how's yeah, that but we were talking about moving to London. So I don't know how that's going to work. Um, but um, yeah, we took them. We took them to batting cages. You know, trying things that they've never had, like peanut butter and jelly. <laughs> you know, it. just it, all the things you know that you don't think about that are so different between hey. our two worlds. Because yeah, yeah, we yeah. are, we do have a lot in common, but we have so much that's not in common. Yeah. So uh, keeping his mom updated because this is his first trip, you know, without the family, and so she's mm-hmm. she's constantly, how is everything going? Is he doing okay? And they're seventeen, so yeah, they're almost adults. They're on that yeah. edge. But still, and, uh, yeah. But still, it's a lot. Yeah, I mean, I, I've always gone with Emmy overseas, so mm-hmm. she's planning on going there for the summer, and I'll probably freak out while yeah. she's there by herself. <laughs> but that's okay. I think, I think as a mom, you always, no matter how old your kids are, because my mom always, you know, checks on me a hundred times, even though I've traveled all over the world. And she still is like, is everything okay? You need anything? You know, I think yeah. it doesn't matter that I'm 50, you know, she still has to check in every day. Well, and yeah, my, and my daughter, she's 23, but when she called two weeks ago to, or a week and a half ago to say, uh, there was an accident. Yeah. <laughs> um, I dropped everything and ran. So yeah, my past, um, on the 10th of March, uh, my daughter called and She'd had, she was uh, practicing for a figure skating competition, fell, split her chin open, broke her jaw, lost some teeth. It's been fun. (laughs) So she had surgery on Wednesday, um, about four days ago. Yeah. I'm at her place in Indianapolis and uh, it was a nice 12 hour drive to get here. I got here at three in the morning. Oh my gosh. Barely stopped on that day. And then, um, but also my mom had, my mom lives a little bit closer. She's in Chicago area and she drove down. So she was here before, long before I could get here, which was, yeah. was good and gave me some comfort, but, um, 
Yeah, so I'm away, and that's why I sound weird. I forgot to pack my headphones, and um... <laughs> and with Izzy gone, we had quite the week. Uh, you know, trying to get everything done. Our uh, our interview today with uh, Samantha. Actually, this is the one that you're going to be hearing. Is take two, because. Um, we kind of forgot that I needed some of the admin rights to and record I, yeah, and uh, it was set up already. So I have to yeah, so there was just and I didn't want to bug her because it was the day of her daughter's surgery and I knew that she was, you know, otherwise. And so I, you know, being the techie that I am, I'm like, oh, I've got this figured out. Yeah, yeah, I recorded it, but I can only hear my voice, not Samantha's. So uh, we had to end up redoing that. Interview. I know, and it's like, and and my daughter's surgery was supposed to be like a three-hour surgery. It ended up to be a seven-hour surgery. Yeah, um, to uh, get a plate put in her jaw. So yeah, I'm like, otherwise I would have been there. I would have. I. Oh well. But that's okay. You were there for the second one, so. <laughs> so we re-recorded a second time. Yeah. And uh, yeah. But so I think so I think it's then. I think it's safe to say that we're both ready for this month to be over with. I know. I am. <laughs> There's 100%. so much, and we still have another another week. But that's well, okay. and and yeah, and while I got, um, you know, while I've been here, my son messages us that, or you know, says that okay, I got a new apartment. So he's in the Lansing area near Michigan State, and he's moving to the Ann Arbor area. So he's like kind of moving like from Michigan State to University of Michigan. And my husband's like, well, you're like only four hours away from there right now. Maybe you just, instead of coming back to Connecticut, you just drive to Michigan and help him move. So I'm helping him move next weekend. So yes, I, I March has been super jam-packed with all sorts of unexpected, unplanned craziness, running around, et cetera, and so on. So yes, I'm, give me April. I want to just chill. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I've gotten a lot of reading done. That's good. <laughs> you know, while she's in surgery or quietly, you know, while she's napping or whatever, I'm, I'm reading and, and uh, yeah, so there you go. <laughs> so what have you been reading? Uh, I am reading this, uh, a trilogy. Um, the series is called Then We Were Three, I think is what it's, the series is called. Um, the first book is called Bound. Uh, it's by Amanda Fay. Oh my God. So I, it has been unput uh, unput downable. downable. I'm not kidding. It is so good. It's so it's um MMF. Um, and if for those of you who are Gossip Girls fans, I cannot get out of and I maybe I maybe I shouldn't say. Well, I'm gonna say because anyway, you you once you see the cover of Bound, you know that what I'm gonna say. But um, it's like Chuck Bass and Serena Vanderwoodson. <laughs> in ways not exactly but kind of sort of and then there's a third um remington says um it's julia and um why am i justin julia and justin and remington so those are the three characters and it it is so hot like hot and (laughs) um super well written like the awesome pacing dynamic lives for all the characters it's just been really good a joy to read um also still reading the hope island holiday uh series those are fun i'm i'm on to um oh what is the title of that one now i'm blanking um it's the old a old anxiety so i'm like like yeah new year's (laughs) new year's what was that New Year's. 
Right, but it was um I can't I'm blanking on the title right now. Um I think it's old anxiety. Now I, now I gotta Google it. What are you reading? You you say something. <laughs> well <laughs> I have been reading quite a bit actually. Um I've got two protector romances that um, I, it's, it, all my books seem to have a theme. It's all of my favorite authors that are wrapping up series. So I've been reading Garrett by Riley Edwards, which is the last in her blue team. Um, And it was a much anticipated one because it was a character that has been throughout this series and even other series of hers. And he wasn't really supposed to get a book and he got a book. And and so um, everybody was just, you know, on pins and needles to read about it. Garrett um, is this is the high tech guy who, you know, is does all the all the behind the scenes for the guys out in the field and um his father has a heart attack so he goes home and um his high school sweetheart that he was with for six years uh that he broke up with whenever Mm -hmm. he went into the navy um you know he he's run back into her so it's a second chance romance uh small town romance um he really surprised me because Garrett has always been this very quiet guy. And in this book, he's an asshole (laughs) and, and you just want to slap him sometimes, but you know, there's a reason for it all. And, uh, and so is Is this an alpha hole hole and, um, but yeah, he was just, you know, his reasoning for why he left to protect her was not a good enough reason. Uh, and so, um, you know, and, and so now, you know, he's got his, his dad and his mom have stayed close with her while he's been gone. Uh, you know, he's been gone for nine, 10, no, almost 20 years. And oh. so, uh, so he's coming back. These are older characters, you know, they're in their forties. Yeah. They're in their forties. She's in, you know, he's, she's a couple of years younger, but, um, so not really in an age gap, but yeah, it was really good. I stayed up all night finishing that one. And then I just finished the protect, protecting Sylvie by, um, Olivia Michaels, which is another, this one is, um, about a security. They, run like uh, bodyguard services and security services, but they all have um, ex-military dogs. So you get a little puppy love in with all the all the other Hi. stuff, which is fun. Um, and then I just finished up uh, Disillusion, which is the last book in the Eagle Elite series for Rachel Van Dyken. Okay. And that series has been going on for 10 years. I think wow. there's 18 books in the series um with novellas and different stuff like that but um you know it's a it's a series that I've been highly invested in over the past 10 years and so for it all to kind of wrap up it was a bittersweet kind of thing because it was like these are those kind of characters that you just love and you never want to let go of sure, but sure. you know they're getting <laughs> older and you know, I think, um, there's like generational things. Yeah. Happening gen- yeah. There's, there's spinoffs of the kids and stuff like that. So they're not quite done, but they're, they're part, the original one is done. Okay. And then, um, the other one that I was really, really like, so excited to read was the long way home, which was the last book in, um, Harper Sloan's, uh, a security, I think is, or no, what is it called? the whole series but um it is a series that um i've been reading for quite a while and 
um, with the pandemic and everything, um, Harper's kind of been away, corpse, corpse security. Um, she's been away for the past three years. So she hasn't written anything in the past three years. And so this was the book that kind of came in and tied up some of the things that were still out there. And it was so good. It was so, so good. I was so happy with it. So that's what I've been reading. I've been going through and getting all of my uh, series uh, wrap ups done, but um, all really great books. Uh, so it's called all, oh, all dang mine, not all dang oh. mine. <laughs> that's why I was like, yeah. I'm like, I know that there's a pun in it. There's puns on all these. Yeah, all of them. Yeah. Bucket, right. And Sly, Slay, Ride or Die. It was the first one. Yeah. Real Love I, is the one. I, I cheated and I, I downloaded the whole series. I wasn't going to download any books this year, but I went and I downloaded all. Oh, that's right. Because I'm supposed to be reading everything off of my TBR and off of my one clicks that I've done over the past year. Well, it is but, KU. You didn't Well, have I know, that. but I went ahead and bought them anyway. Yeah, I like to read them in KU and then I go back and buy them. So then they're getting yeah. both <laughs> reader. I usually do too, but, but they were on sale. So I bought them. They were. You're right. That's that's my so, downfall. Uh, yeah, so there's <laughs> so um okay, so I just had my daughter grab my Kindle because or my iPad so I could go back and but and see the others. Um da, 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 da. um oh I'm just getting to book three in the um Runaway Bride series by JD yeah. Albright. Uh, mm-hmm. we, and we had our book club chat with her. And um, so, yeah, I'm just getting into book three on that one. And um, book two on the All Witch Preparatory Academy. Um, that one's like, that was um, younger male-male romance, like high school. Oh, like that's the one that you were talking like, about. Yeah. Yeah. Really good writing. Just like the sink your teeth into kind of writing. I love, I I'm, I just make, and I, again, these are authors that aren't, um, Espolanos slash Laura Edwards is uh, her uh, is the author there. I should say the author's name Lauren Edwards. And Lauren Edwards is the All Witch Preparatory Academy. Um, then the Runaway Bride was uh, Jamie Albright. The Bound. The then there were th- then we were three. That one is again Amanda Fay, and we'll have all these in the show notes as well. Yeah, right. And then uh, deck, oh the um, All in Mine is Tegan Hart. So. Oh. <laughs> but yeah we'll we'll drop all these in the uh in the show notes we're also i'm working on putting a page together on the website that we can put all of our recommendations and and reviews right so um we're gonna we're gonna enhance our website but not this week not this month <laughs> <laughs> like we said it's been a kind of busy uh, month for both of us but that's okay yeah. Way too much. Way too much. Um, so again, we want to say um, congratulations again to Santana Blair for um, her winning of our future bestsellers grant. That has been awesome. Yay. And our Patreon numbers are ticking up. So uh, hopefully the, uh, the the pot will be just as generous next time around. And uh, yeah, I think that's about it. Book World News, is there anything going on? I have been so out of touch with everything. I don't know if there is any. No, I've just, I mean, next week I'm heading to Denver for the first oh, right. Readers Readers Take Denver, which is kind of uh, in the vein of uh, Book Bonanza. It's a really big, I think there's 200 authors that are going to be there. Um, it's a four four-day event. 
in Denver. Mm -hmm. So I will be able to give a report on how that went when I come back. Mm -hmm. And I just cool. found out that I'm going to get to go to Book Bonanza too this year, which will be fun. Um, so uh, yeah, there, it, I, the, only, the only thing that I'm really loving in the book world right now is just the support from everybody for all of these authors who are making it onto bestsellers, you know, or really, you know, having the success and how everybody is supportive of them, you know, the, some that. of, and that's, that's what this world is supposed to be. We're supposed to be supporting each other and cheering everybody on. And that's just the best to, you know, sign into because Facebook and actually see people who are supporting each other and not tearing each other down which has been right. the case and in, in the past couple of years yeah, sometimes. It's good to have that author to author support. And then also as far as the readers go, you know, it's, um, it's, you guys, readers read way faster than authors write. Yeah. <laughs> so we need each other. We need all the authors. We need all the stuff. And, and everybody has different tastes. Not every book is for every person. So. Right. Awesome. And so, yeah, the success, the cheering on everybody, you know, being a part of that. It's great. So it's funny because uh, my husband sent me a meme and it was like writer spends 10 years, several therapy sessions and a dangerous amount of <laughs> caffeine to write and publish a book reader. Thanks. I read it in, in a day, three stars. Yeah. <laughs> I know. <laughs> When's the next book coming out? You I know. know. <laughs> exactly. This goes back to that Susan Stoker. Uh, yeah. <laughs> post, right? Yeah, exactly. So, um, it's all good. It's all good. All right. Well, what do you say? Should we uh, get to our interview and then see you on the back end? All right. All right. Enjoy our interview today with Samantha Chase. See, that's the thing I was missing. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so today we have Samantha Chase. Samantha. Yeah. <laughs> Samantha Chase is a New York Times and USA Today bestselling contemporary romance author that's hotter than sweet and sweeter than hot. And she's released her debut. She released her debut novel in 2011. She currently has more than 90 titles under her belt, including The Christmas Cottage, which was a Hallmark Christmas movie in 2017. And I have totally seen that at least three times. Okay. <laughs> See, I went back and I, I counted all your books. Oh gosh! Oh my gosh! <laughs> when she's not working on a new story, she spends her time reading romances, uh, playing way too much uh, of solitaire on Facebook, and wearing a tiara while playing with her sassy pug, Aileen. Oh, and while spending time with her husband of 28 years and her two sons in Wake Forest, North Carolina. So, welcome to the show, Samantha. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah. <laughs> So happy to have you here. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. And you know, uh, I was going to say, this is my second take with Samantha. And um, <laughs> so maybe this time, um, the last time, I think I did half of the, the interview uh, fangirling over you because you're my unicorn author. I have been trying to meet you for over 10 years. And, and I finally get to do it. At, but being that we were both at Book Bonanza and I still didn't see you, I mean, like, right. How did we not, how did we not have that happen? Right. You know? And I think, I think it was a uh, readers on the river you were supposed to be at and you had some kind of something. No, no not at readers of the river. Who I was, was never invited. 
there was never. there was okay it, it was it was something that you were going to be at and something came up and you had to cancel at the last minute and i had my stack of books and i was like oh, oh I don't no know. <laughs> and i was like so every time any of my friends would go to a signing that you were at i was like can you please just go buy some of this and get me a book <laughs> I'm that pathetic one that like calls up all my friends. Are you gonna see Samantha? Yeah. Buck. So I have my nice little stack back here. I love it. <laughs> Some of your bucks. So, but yes, I'm I'm so thrilled that I've gotten to talk to you twice in a week. I know. That's even awesome. better. And I had missed. So. Last week. I had missed earlier this week, so I apologize. There was you had, going on. So. You had a legit <laughs> good reason. I mean, yeah. you know. It wasn't so. like you were just like, I don't really want to talk to Samantha, so you do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if my daughter wasn't being operated on, I would have been here. But now we get to do it again. But so. now we get to do it today. Exactly. Thank you, technology. <laughs> <laughs> we both work. had that moment. We had that moment when we were getting ready to start recording that like we just sort of looked at each other like, good luck. Here we yeah. <laughs> And you know what I, I figured out is when I said, okay, let's, you're like, okay, let's test this and see yeah. if it works. So I did like, you know, a minute of it and I played it back and I heard my voice and I said, oh, we're good. I didn't wait until you started talking. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. I am completely like, useless in these situations. I have no idea how anything works. And I'm such a technical person and it really made me mad that I couldn't figure that out. Oh, not a, not a record, but that's okay because now I get so, to talk to you twice in a week. We're gonna do it again. <laughs> do it all again. It's gonna be even better. Gonna it be is. Epic. It's gonna be yes. We are gonna be epic on this. Just for some more fun. Normally we do. Uh, we, I drag out my giant martini glass with some random uh, rapid fire questions, and I pull out five of them, and then we ask you five of them. And um, but I'm travel. I'm away from home. I'm away from my office and my giant martini glass. So we still have random questions though. Can't get away from it. It's right. And I changed them. And I changed <laughs> them up. Oh no! So I, had, I had zero prep time on this. Okay. Oh my god. This is good to know you. So okay. Let's just go ahead and answer with the first thing that comes to your mind. Uh, Ready? Okay. All right. What was your? Who was your first celebrity crush? First love of Donny Osmond. Oh. Uh, Tommy puppy Osmond. love. I still. Fabulous. Still to this day, I'm like, if I could see that man in person, I would love it. Is he still performing in Vegas, though? He is, and every time he's in Vegas, he's not yeah. there. I'm beginning oh. to feel like it's a it's a conspiracy <laughs> that I he does not want me to be within ten feet of him or something. Oh, <laughs> I know. I doubt it. Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. So next question. Um, what's the one? Where's the one place in the world that you would do? You really? What's on your bucket list that you the place you want to go? London. London. You've not been? I've, I've never been. And when I was younger, and I'm even talking like in the last, last 10 years, I would have gladly gotten on a plane to do it. And now I have serious reservations about getting on a plane and flying anywhere for an extended period of time. Like I just, it freaks me out. Yeah. Like four hours in a plane is like my limit. <laughs> yeah. Well, when I had to come down to Indianapolis, I could, I, it could have been a two hour flight. flight or driving for 12 hours, I chose to drive. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, yeah, like, no. that, that flight for me is 10 and a half hours from Texas to London. And we've done it twice now. Wow. 
So, um, cause my daughter's boyfriend lives in yes. England. And so, um, we're about to do it again this summer. So whenever you want to go, I'll go with you and I'll hold your okay. hand. Okay. Okay. Thank God. <laughs> and we can I talk, really, we can talk the whole time and then we'll be fine. The entire time. Yeah. I always <laughs> wanted to go and like see Buckingham Palace. Like, oh yeah. I don't know why. I just really want it. It's amazing. My aunt used to live down the block from Buckingham Palace and we could watch the change of the guards from her living room. Oh, oh my gosh. So she's I love it. no longer with us. So I don't get to do that anymore. But uh, sorry. <laughs> it is. She made it to 97. It's it's all good. Hey. Wow. Um, yeah. So um cake or pie? Cake. More cake kind. It has to be chocolate. Actually, I went to the Cheesecake Factory yesterday and I got a slice of their chocolate tower truffle cake. Ooh. And that's probably my favorite cake in the world. So anything chocolate. I am there for it. Pie normally has fruit and I don't like fruit. So I will not, I don't eat pie. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Little extra bonus right there for that. You've been a okay, French Do I what? Oh, a French, French silk pie. French silk yes, pie. Yes, that's yummy. Yeah, that, all right, that's good. It's chocolate, yeah. <laughs> so we have your number is chocolate. We know, we know what this is. Yeah. I have yeah. threatened, I have threatened uh, servers at restaurants. Like if there is like a fruit garnish on the side, I'm like, if there is fruit on my plate, you're not getting a tip. I'm like, I don't want no berries. Don't do any of that. No drizzle. Yeah, I'm allergic to fruit. So I'm allergic oh. to fruit. Are you really? Oh, see, now I learned something about this. It's a fruit with an edible skin. If I can't eat it. I shouldn't oh, wow. eat it. Right now, I just have oral it. allergy syndrome. I've not gone into anaphylaxis. My mother has though. So I'm I just kind of avoid it. Avoid it, yeah. yeah. Holy cow. <laughs> okay, we were kind of talking about this before we started recording. So how many hours of sleep do you need? <laughs> All the hours. All the hours. Uh, actually, like I've gotten by on as few as five, but I really need like my seven to eight. If I yeah. if it's if it's five or less, I am ragey, totally ragey. And if my husband wakes me up by snoring, I'm even ragier. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And last question, mountains or beach? Beach, 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 beach. I just spent a week there by myself on a writing retreat. And that is my, that is my happy place. That is where like everything just disappears for me. All See, the stress. I, I love the beach too. And my family hates it. They will go not to... go go to the beach. So if I go to the beach, it's by myself, or I take my sister with me because she loves the beach too. So yep, I won't go during the actual like peak season because yeah. I'm so fair skinned that I will burst into flames if I walk on the sand like in July. But yeah. we go in like October or March, you know, or April, like when it's not the tourist season. It's cool yeah. out and it's fantastic. My older son, how far is the beach? Two and a half hours. So it's not super close, but my older son hates the beach. Becca, just like you're saying, your family yeah. does like, he is, he is like, he gets angry. If we're like, hey, let's do a family trip to the beach. He's like, absolutely not. I refuse. I'm like, I don't know what's wrong with you. I know. <laughs> you, you can't be my child. That's what I say to my kids. You yeah. can't be my child. But you know, I grew up on Long Island. So like there were beaches within like 10 minutes of me, like almost my entire life. And when we moved to North Carolina, we didn't care that we weren't near the beach because we were like, been there, done that, we're okay. Yeah. But now I find that like, I need 
the beach. Like it just, it helps me with my writing. It helps me with my mental health. Yeah. Just, yeah. I was trying to find a picture real quick. Um, so we live five minutes from the beach. <laughs> and we go and she's we killing have- me today. Becca. I know. She's I know. Me. My husband and I, we used to go like at least once a week. We'll like just pack up dinner or stop at the cheese place and wine place. And we'll just like bring and we'll go have dinner. Next time you see her, just smack her. There's Becca will tell you there's space in my oh. house. Her house is like going to a resort. Okay. It's like, I didn't want to leave her house. I went to go visit her last year at this time. And I called my husband. I said, I'm moving to Connecticut. I'm going to live with Izzy. I'm sorry. <laughs> in fact, yeah. in fact, when she came, it was, it was, was it early? Part? It was early. It was, it, it was like February. last it was week. It, it was early February and it was warmer because I had my doctor. It was warmer in- there than it was here in Texas. Yeah, it was at warmer the time. in Connecticut wow. than it was in Houston. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, so, I had an, I had an aunt who used to live in Connecticut, but like her husband was like in the Navy, so she was okay. like in military housing. So and, way up north, yeah, and then in the the Northeast. Yeah, yeah I'm. We're, my husband works in Manhattan, so we're down in Southwest. Yeah, okay. she's like right by the city. Okay. Yeah. All right. Excellent. Yeah. Cool. yeah. All right. So now we know other sides of you. Yes. As a, as a, we've we've humanized you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a weirdo who eats too much chocolate and sleeps too much. <laughs> no, 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 no. There's, there's no such thing as too much chocolate. I'm sorry. Okay. All right. Very good. Um, <laughs> so we've humanized you. Okay. You're an author, but you're also human. But now we want to go back to author side. So for readers who aren't familiar with you, tell us a little bit about what you write and tell us something beyond the bio. We got some beyond the bio. Okay. Um, what I was sharing with Becca earlier in the week is that I write contemporary romances that like, like the bio says is hotter than sweet, sweeter than hot. That does not mean I do not write clean and wholesome. (laughs) I don't write sweet. I have foreplay on the page. Okay. I am not somebody who um, I get authors who are just like, you can't be in a promo with us because you're, you write sweet. And it's like, Hey, but not really like, it's there. I swear. I just, I fade to black. Okay. So the rest is up to your imagination. You know, I got thrown out of a, uh, an author promo group by a big name author who, um, she was starting to write sweet romance, but she didn't even realize that there is a difference between sweet and clean and wholesome. So when she, when we would start a discussing our book she was like you can't be in here you've got a potty mouth and she threw me out of the group but did not take me out of the group email when she told oh my the rest of the group oh, <laughs> oh she told the, rest the tea of the i was leaving she was like she's like yes yeah, samantha's not here anymore she's got a potty mouth and i was like oh my god <laughs> yeah yeah. So, uh, that's well, hilarious. Recording, I'm going to ask you more about this. <laughs> it, it has never left me because I'm still oh, blown away by that. Um, yeah. I am somebody who, um, I grew up reading Harlequin romances and I was a huge fan for years. I still am of Susan Mallory. I was one of Susan Mallory's original cheerleaders oh, before I started writing. So her style of writing really inspired me. And I would have to say, like, 
my my agent and my publicist tell me that I write a little more on the traditional side as opposed to the way that most indies write. But this is where I'm comfortable. If somebody said to me that I had to write a full script of sex scene, I would I would be paralyzed. It would take me like a year to write it and I would be dying of embarrassment in the fetal position under my desk the entire time. And yet I read really sexy stuff. I just can't write it. That's all right. Okay. Yeah. No, absolutely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, that's great though. I I I don't shy away, but but that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that you know, if we all wrote exactly the same, if we all wrote at the exact same heat levels, it would be boring. Exactly. And it, so. you know, even for somebody like myself, who I the filthier the better. I love reading filthy. Um, <laughs> sometimes you just need a little something a little bit lighter. I tell people I am the palate cleanser. So yeah. after you read like all like your dark mafia stuff and, and you know, really weird out there shit, you're going to pick up a Samantha Chase book and be like, okay. Oh, okay. And now, now we can move on to the next one. Gonna... <laughs> so how did, how did you get started writing? Was it always the goal to be an I author? Thought- I fell in love with writing in elementary school and I used to be, I used to be very much into art and drawing. And I had a teacher who told us that we had to write a short story. And I was more excited about illustrating the book. But after I wrote it, I was kind of like, this is kind of fun too. And in high school, I hand wrote my first romance like on loose leaf paper, yeah, you know, well, 300 plus pages handwritten. And it was just a, it was just a dream. I just thought like, this is my thing, but I wasn't doing anything to actively pursue it. You know, I, what was the trigger then for you to really, for you to release your first book in 2011? I was, um, I homeschooled my older son from fourth grade through 12th grade. And we live in a very homeschool friendly community. And we had a, a co-op and I taught creative writing to homeschoolers and I did that with my son and I aged up with him okay and then mm-hmm. when he graduated I still stayed I was so involved I like didn't want to stop doing it so I yeah. was teaching high school kids and they encouraged me they're like look if you're going to be sitting here and encouraging us we're going to encourage you right back oh, that's yeah, one of my students actually designed my first cover. The first cover for Jordan's Return was done by one of my students. Oh my gosh, that is awesome. Yeah, so, and but self-publishing was really just becoming a thing. So like I had submitted that book to like 19, I got 19 rejections on it. I'm sure I sent out way more stuff to like other publishers, agents, whatever, and got all these rejections. And I realized I don't handle rejection well. <laughs> so so the, actually my students, um, obviously, as you know about uh, NaNoWriMo. Yep. Okay. National so they Novel talk- Writing Month for those, for the readers who haven't yet come across that. Right. So National Novel Writing Month is in November. And they were telling me, like, when you participate um, at the end of, of the 30 days, they create space which used to be a, a, a thing that you could get your stuff published like your books made into paperbacks and all that they um they gave you if you finished NaNoWriMo you got a coupon to get like your book one copy of like your book for free or something right. like that 
And so they told me about all this. And I'm like, I had never heard of any of this. Like this was all brand new information. And so, so I Kira, really, for, the, for the listeners who don't yet know, because not everybody, it's all authors that listen. We do have a bunch of readers. Yeah. Um, just real quick, they, uh, for NaNoWriMo, that's November, uh, National Novel Writing Month, because November 1st is National Author Day. <laughs> um, it's It kicks it off. It, you write 1,667 words every day, or you try to. You can write more right. and you can write yeah. less. Well, averages out, and by the end of the 30 days of November, you have a 50,000 word either novel or start of a novel. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> how yeah. long you write. So, um, so that's what we're talking about. And so, yeah, that is, and then, yeah, at the end, if you, if you do complete it, you go and you log in every day, how many words you wrote. Yeah. You, you, they have all these offer offers that you can get discounts on software or critiques or all these other things. Yeah. So. It was phenomenal to me. It was, it was literally life-changing. Yeah. And that first book, I knew nothing about, um, marketing or promoting so I was just like hit publish and then like let's just wait for things to happen <laughs> and, it, and it sold 30 copies that year like primarily to friends and family <laughs> Love it. you know now it's it's a that book I mean that book will always be special to me because it was the first and yeah. is it it's still out there and available in the wild yep yep Jordan's Jordan's return Jordan's return. Okay. Not my best writing, but that's all right. But what what got you out there? (laughs) Um, Cool. Um, And so, what was your first bestseller? My first bestseller was "Stay with Me," which was Montgomery book number three. Came out in twenty. Want to say twenty thirteen? Yeah, I think. Yeah. Yeah, 2013. And the first two books had done so well. Like I was actually online chatting with readers at midnight who were waiting for that book to drop. And it just, oh my gosh. So it was exciting. I I didn't follow when the bestseller lists came out because I'm like, I'm never going to be on one. So... (laughs) You know, so I had a I had a reader who like sent me the screenshot, like, "Hey, your book's on the list." So that was very exciting. Super it was exciting. very exciting, and that was that was USA Today. Um, I I hit the New York Times as part of a box set, and I know that that's still controversial to some people. Um, it was I was in a box set with Noel Adams and Anna Ross and two other authors. And I, Becca, you think that I would have remembered this or looked it up after we discussed this <laughs> the other day? And I still did not. But um, I actually I I gave my office job two weeks notice in 2014, August of 2014, and I was like, I'm going to write full time. And my last day of work, that box set hit the New York Times bestseller list. And were and you so, at work when that happened? When they, it, when you got yeah. notice? Yeah, oh, I was at work and my bosses were just like, just go, <laughs> like, just leave. <laughs> You're not going to do anything today. Can we ask what kind of job you were doing? I actually was working for a logistics company. Okay. I am like a jack of all trades. Like I literally like they had a trucking company, refrigerated trucks that delivered to certain uh, supermarkets across the country. Okay. And I hated it. I hated every moment of that job. But honestly, I didn't have, you you hear so many authors who they used to be lawyers, or they used to have like these really impressive 
careers. I did whatever. I had a cleaning business. I've worked, I've done childcare. Like I was just sort of finding myself and I kind of excited that I finally did. But I think, I think a lot of creatives have that. Like I have had a billion jobs. Like my cousins all make fun of me because they're like, oh, you know, uh, I met like, this horse trainer. <laughs> I met this horse trainer. Oh yeah, Becky did that when she was in high school, you know, or Becky, uh, you know, it's the bet on if we name any kind of career, we bet that Becky has had that job, you know? So yeah. But also from a, from an author's perspective, like you at least have, you've had more exposure to more different types of people. Yeah, right. Oh yeah. So oh, I yeah. think it's a, it's, it's better. I think you're better positioned. It's fun. You know, um, when I was, I was with source books for like five years and like my husband's been in construction. He's had his own paint business. He's been, he's done carpentry. He's done work with big, you know, uh, commercial builders. And my editor used to like argue with me about like building facts. And I'm like, you are barking up the wrong tree here because I am telling you straight from the horse's mouth. Like I know what I'm talking about. (laughs) So, you know, it is nice to have knowledge. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Very good. Well, so what do you think, what, quali- what qualities do you think make a bestseller in a book? Oh my goodness. No, if there's, if there's certain qualities. I mean, you have to be, you have to be creative enough that your books don't fall into the same pattern that like when your readers pick up every book, they're, they're going to be like, well, on page 87, this we know that this is going to happen or that you're using the same terminology or the same. You want to provide some escape for your readers. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. and I think for a lot of people that like there is no formula to know who's going to make it big. I mean, like there are people who I'm sure have written like these fantastic books who never get the notoriety of somebody like a Colleen Hoover or Nora Roberts or, you know, um, it's really like, it sounds trite, but I think suppose it really is just the luck of the draw, you know, just the right people find right people book. at the right time. Yeah, exactly. And sometimes it's much later than when the book was released. So yeah, exactly. That, and I think that that gives everybody hope because mm-hmm. even if your book is not a success out, out of the gate, that doesn't mean that like down the road, people aren't going to find it. You know, when um, when The Christmas Cottage got made into a movie, okay, I wrote that book in, two, I released that book in 2012, okay? I t- when I got signed by an agent in 2014, the first thing I said to him was, I want this book to be a Hallmark movie. And he said, absolutely not. Uh-huh. Yeah, he was like, no, I'm not, I'm not pitching that. And I said, why? He goes, you'll never make any money on that. He goes, it's so hard to do. It's not going to happen. And every couple of months, I'd be like, come on, just, just pitch it. Like if they, if they turn it down, they turn it down. Like I'm okay right. with it. And he, re- I mean, like flat out, foot down, not doing it. The producer came to me. He found my book and he emailed me. And when I, let me tell you, when I forwarded that email to my agent. <laughs> <laughs> all right I was just like I told you I told you so now did you fire the agent at that point at that point I did not I should have because he's long gone now but um 
But if you think about it, that book came out in 2012. That did not become a movie until 2017. Right. Yeah. Well, so so probably started it, filming in 2016. Yeah, probably. Yeah. yeah. And I had nothing to do with that movie. It was not in my contract. I was, I did not get to go to the set. They had no say in anything. So I'm bummed, but live and learn. But you have a Hallmark movie. Yeah. I know. And you know something? <laughs> I can. It's a cool thing to tell it's people. A, yeah, it's a cool thing to tell people. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So what does a day in the life look like for you when you're writing? <laughs> right, you heard my sleep pattern story yes, earlier. Yes, right? so we had sleep pattern. We're recording, so let's share with all of our listeners. Okay, okay so I, I am, I'm, a, I'm lazy. Um, I, wake up, I wake up about 8 o'clock, but I don't come downstairs in my house. My dog doesn't even get up early. I've trained her that she sleeps in as well. We don't come downstairs till almost 10 o'clock in the morning. And I do have a question there. Can I okay. just interrupt real quick? Yeah. Coffee? Coffee? No, I don't drink coffee. <gasps> what? That See, I don't either. I don't, I don't drink okay. coffee either. Well, you drink Diet Coke, which is the same. <laughs> I drink, I drink Coke. Yeah, I drink full Coke. But I will tell, all right, so for me, my my family, we grew up, my parents owned delis and cafes when I was growing up. And I used to have to make coffee for like 500 people. The smell of coffee is almost nauseating Um, to me. Like, it holds zero appeal. So I come downstairs, yep, I come downstairs in the morning. The dog does her thing. My mom calls me every single morning at 10 o'clock. We, can, we have like a 30 minute conversation every morning and then I come into my office and I get started, but I, I'm not disciplined enough. Like I don't go in and be like, okay, now I have to write like 1500 words before I could do well. I don't write unless the characters are talking to me. When I was at the beach last week, the characters talked to me all day long. So I was right. I was having like 10 six to 10,000 words a day that I was writing wow. at home. It's not like that because there are little distractions. The dog has to go out. Laundry has to be done. You know, mom's on the phone. My husband's calling at lunchtime. My son has something that he needs. You had to sign so for I, a package. Uh-huh. Yes, exactly. Yeah. It's, it's all kinds of little things. So I find that I don't really get seriously into the words until after dinner. So all day long, I'm doing business stuff. I'm on social media. I'm interacting with people on Instagram and, you know, talking to my assistant about stuff, playing video games that I shouldn't, that I shouldn't be wasting my time. (laughs) (laughs) But that's, it works for me. Like it it really, really does. And I know, like I said, it makes other authors twitchy listening to me because they're like, for crying out loud, like, how do you get anything done? Because I think- I think we're soul sisters because that's how my day goes too. I, I'm like, my husband is so funny because my husband works from home. I homeschool my kids. We are together all the time. Oh, yeah. And so my husband will walk out of his office and goes, I thought you had to work today. I said, I will. I'll probably like around five or six. Tonight. Yeah. I was yeah. like, I've got laundry. I've got all this other stuff I got to do. I read during the day. And then at night I, I do my stuff that I my need hus- to do. My husband knows as soon as we finish eating, I'm going to stand up and I'm going to look at him and go, I'm going inside. And he knows what that means. And from like eight till 11, I'm in my office and I'm getting my stuff done. I'm getting my work yeah. count in. And 
weekends, it's I write a little bit more because the the habits aren't so like there's more people home and they can take care of things and yeah, you know. My my mother does not call on the weekends. <laughs> She's a Monday through Friday check-in. Exactly. So um so really like my day is I'm a little bit in awe of authors who get up and are like, I can't get up from my desk until I write my 1500 words or my 2000 words. And I'm like, more power to you. I can't force the words. Yeah. No, I'm, that's the same. Yeah, my, and my day doesn't get started really till like 10 o'clock. I, you know, I'm, I'm the, I'm up at seven 30, a little bit earlier than you. And we do take a walk, but I'm listening to podcasts and I do consider, cause they're all like author well, yeah. podcasts. So I'm listening to those and I'm like, I'm, you know, it's like marketing kind of stuff or craft kind of stuff or, you know, book reviews even. And I'm just, you know, listening to what people have to say. So in my head, I'm still working. <laughs> but, it, but it is, it really, it really, really is. I mean, some of the stuff, like even just scrolling on social media, when you're just seeing what other people are posting or you're yeah. in, you're in these different like author groups or reader groups and you're seeing what's going on, it's research. It is stuff that you're filing away for at a later, you know, use at a later time. Yeah, either for a book or for marketing purposes. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. No, very cool. And then, so you kind of so in the daytimes. Then now you 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 get most of your words at night. The daytime is more for the marketing and yep. the other business end stuff, not the creative. Exactly, stuff. exactly. That's when I'll get on the phone with my with my assistant or with my publicist, and you know, try and figure out like what the hell's going on. What is wrong? What is wrong? with why this book isn't doing well, or why isn't this ad doing right? So, and you mentioned you do have a PA. I do. I do. Yeah, and and so you have a. What other things do you do? So, because some some authors will like handle everything all themselves. So you oh, you have the PA for. I, I, <laughs> I do not handle everything by myself. I did for the first. I have to probably. All right, Becky, you probably know a date faster than I might. Sky full of stars is when I when I the first book that I had a PA working with me, and. So that would that be 2015? Uh, yeah, that's, um, let's see. I want to say it's 2015. It, yeah, because that's Shauna, Shaughnessy Brothers, Shaughnessy, right? Yeah. yeah. All right, so yeah, yeah 2015, it's, 2016. Had to yeah, be around there. So I was with the traditional publisher, and I thought that they were going to take over doing a lot of my stuff. Which is and the big lie in, the in big. publishing publishers do not do anything for the authors people think that if you're traditionally published that they're going to take care of your marketing and they're going to take care of this they do not do that it's only for one percent and it's the one percent of the books that are doing well yeah exactly i learned that the hard way and i was so discouraged because I'm like okay so I have no control over anything that you people are doing with my book and I have to figure out how to market and promote it without getting anything from any kind of help from them so when I told them that I hired a PR firm and that I was getting a publicist that'll be working with me they were very angry they were like you know we don't like when authors do that and I'm like how else am I supposed to sell this damn book because you're not doing it so so Emily was my publicist through, um, I was with Inkslinger at the time. 
and Emily was assigned to me to be my publicist. And she really was a little more of an assistant than publicist. Like she set up blog tours and that sort of stuff. But as time went on, she was doing, she was doing my graphics. She was doing blog tours. She was helping me with, with Facebook ads and Amazon ads. And when I left Inkslinger, she was leaving Inkslinger at the same time. And I'm like, I'd really like to continue working with you because you know me, you know my brand. And so she is still my assistant. She lives up in Canada. We see each other like once a year and she's the same age as my older son. So sometimes I'm a little bit like Emily, 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 (laughs) dealing with your child, you know, but she gets what my brand is. And Mm -hmm. I adore her for that. Like, so she handles that. And now for publicity, um, like she really took on, she's a full PA. She does all the stuff that an assistant would do. And I'm with Valentine PR now and they do all my marketing, like Mm -hmm. the the promo stuff. And I'm perfectly, I love all of that because I could, I don't understand. I don't understand ads. I don't understand. I can't, I can't do graphics. It's so much. It's a lot. Yeah. So yeah, I I felt very privileged that at the at that time that I could take on an assistant and take on like that was to me like that like you you hit a certain another level that you could afford to have people help you. And I think that the readers there was a collective sigh of relief that I stopped making my own graphics. Oh, that's funny. I go, thank God. <laughs> that's hilarious. Well, I, I'm going to fangirl a little bit over you and talk okay. about your backlist a little bit. Okay. Um, I The very first series that I ever read of yours was the Montgomery Brothers. Right. Um, they are my, they will always have a very special place in my heart. I absolutely love. If you have not read Samantha before, I kind of uh, categorize her books as family sagas. Uh, a lot of her series, um, you know, take a family and we, some like uh, Magnolia Sound is not only just like brothers and sisters, it's cousins and, you know, you get the whole immersive uh experience but um yeah so the montgomery brothers were my first and and my favorite i i when i was talking to you the other day i was telling you they are my you you call your series up a palate cleanser but I um I feel like they're my home whenever I go back I go back to them (laughs) when I'm feeling in a rut and I can't get into anything and I go back and I just fall in love with those characters again and I feel like I feel like they're part of my family Uh, we talked about this the other day I come from a really big family so I feel like I'm a part of those families because I totally get all of the craziness that goes with a big family and everybody in your business. And the other part of it is you're really great at small town. And I grew up in a small town. So anytime I read any of your books, I just feel like I'm going back home. So, um, so I really love that. The Shaughnessy brothers are another great series that I love. Um, I love the complexity of the, of all of the siblings and how they're just so different, but then how they all work together. Yes. And, and you know, how how you can have such opposite dynamics in a family, but when right. it comes to family, you can, you know, they're you there can, for each other. You're, they're there for each other. Yes. And you're also the queen of Christmas 
novella you know novel i you know i you can always know that samantha's going to have a christmas book come out yes. and uh you know i love it because i live in texas and i have no snow except for the past couple of years we have had snow but it's still <laughs> not the same it's not the same and um you know so i i love all the all the christmas um you also have two series that you've co-written with yes. um noelle oh, adams wow uh Preston Mills and the Protectors series the Protectors is a little bit more out of your normal yes but they're is. awesome Thank they're you. awesome <laughs> and they are very different and is, like is it higher steam or is it still the the, the no it was they were steamier they were a little suspense okay. and it was very out of both of our norms and we kind of wanted that we wanted to like create something that we couldn't do on our own we didn't feel so we're like we're gonna do this together we're gonna check this out and <laughs> right and my readers were very angry because they were just like this is not samantha chase you're cursing in this there was i loved sex. them yeah i, know. I, I loved them one of my sisters-in-law, because my husband has three sisters, and one of his sisters was like, I love that series. Like, that was so, so different from your normal stuff. And I'm like, they either love it or they hate it. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, it's, it was just very, very different for us. And it was fun to write. And it was first person. And it was just very, very different. And I was glad that we did it. But I don't know if I would, I don't know if I would try it again. You know? Yeah. yeah. I, I loved them. I loved them. I, I devoured them all. I, I, I tend to take the first book and I just binge the whole series. I'll like take a week. I'm going to read this whole series this week. And your newest series, the Donovans, yes. I think are my all time favorites. Oh my I gosh. am loving this series. And it, this is about a group of siblings. There's five of them. There's two girls and three guys. And again, they are all such total opposites, but they, they live in a small town. Um, it kind of spins off a little bit of Magnolia Sound yes. um, because it's in that same general area. They're only a town over. Right. And um, so uh, the first book, there's actually a prequel called Call Me. And that's where we first meet Ariana and Will. Um, they uh, are in San Francisco, so they're all the way on the other side of the world from North Carolina. And uh, Adriana is there on an internship. She's about to go home to North Carolina. And the very last day on a dare, she goes over her friends. Uh, she's having brunch with her friends and she sees this guy who's sitting at a table by himself. And she's like, what the heck? I'm leaving tomorrow. I'll just, you know, I'm going to do something out of my comfort zone. And she goes and sits down at his table and just starts up this conversation. And um, they just hit it off. They spend the next 24 hours together. They get to the airport. They find out they're both going to the East Coast. So, and they're on the same flight. They thought they were going to have to say goodbye. And as they're on the flight, Will <laughs> discovers and finds out that Ariana is his best friend's little sister. And he's like, oh, crap, <laughs> you know, <laughs> he's like, uh, he is going to kill me if I end up, you know, and this is an age gap. He's about 10 years older than her. 
um, you know, but they just have this instant connection. And so it kind of goes on a little cliffy there because it's like, okay, they're, you know, and uh, so book one is uh, Dare Me, which picks up their story and how they end up, uh, you know, finding out Will ends up moving back with her older brother to their small town to start a business and everything just is just fun it just it just snowballs from there (laughs) it's so much fun part of the fun with a first book is that you really like you get to set up everybody's personalities right and so you have a lot that's always going on in that first book you know what I mean like because you want to give everybody at least a little bit of a taste of who the siblings are yeah, and, and the family dynamic and everything like right. this, you know, they they live in a small town, everybody knows them, their parents are, you know, supportive, but nosy, yeah. uh, you know, they have to be in everybody's business, especially yeah. their mom, yes. uh, you know, um, we we get the introduction of Liam and Riley and Jamie and Patrick, the other siblings, and you really start to get their personalities and how totally opposites they all are to each other but um I totally fell in love with Jamie on the first in the first book I was like when is his book coming out when is his book coming out it'll be finally we finally get it in May and yes I get to get a a sneak peek an early sneak peek of it I can't wait I'm like I'm gonna go sit at my mailbox when I'm done with this and see if it's there um so then book two is Liam there he's an ex-marine who has just gotten out of the service and is moving back home. And he is the grump of the family, (laughs) which he kind of had to be because, you know, he was the oldest. He had to make sure that his fan, you know, his brothers and sisters, because his parents owned this pub and they were constantly, you know, having to take care of business and stuff. So Liam was kind of left to being the ringleader of all the, all the kids. And uh, he moves in next door to Miss Sunshine USA. I mean, she is 100% sunshine and that just makes for the best. But yeah, when you get a grumpy character like that, who is just like, I can't take this anymore. And then here's the squirrel that's in your face constantly. So that that's book two, tempt me. Uh, Save me is Riley, who is the oldest squirrel in the, in the group and who is under the scrutiny of her mother, who is constantly trying to set her up. Uh, she's like she's at that age she's around 23 I think and she's like you're you're going to be an old maid you need to start getting going on uh, getting married (laughs) and I can I can totally relate to that because most of the women in my family got married between the ages of 16 and 20 I got married at 25 and my family thought oh my god it's finally she's gotten married Um, (laughs) so uh, save me as a fake relationship bad boy so much fun uh Riker is one of those characters that you think you know but you don't he totally ends up being the um the total opposite of what you think you know the book the book doesn't always tell the the story the cover doesn't always tell the story so that's our bad boy fake relationship yeah so all all four of those books are already out currently out so you can you can get those now and then charm me which will be jamie our goofball brother who you know is like mom and dad's favorite and can get away with everything and you know he always has he always has a comeback um his book is coming out in may may 23rd and um this is a frenemies 
to love her. Yes. Um, you know, he Fallon is a family friend uh, daughter. So he pretty much grew up with Fallon, Jamie and Fallon, and they butt heads every time they see each other. So I'm really looking forward to that one. So that's Jamie. And then our, our, the last book in the series will be Patrick, who is the second to the oldest. And he's Mr. Serious. And he's like, he's got a, he's got a chip on his shoulder that he needs to prove himself to his family and to the world. So he's going to be a fun one. He's going to be a fun one. Because you don't really get a good read on Patrick through these books. And you're like, he's kind of the mysterious one out of the group. So to me, that means he's going to be the best. (laughs) (laughs) That's a lot of pressure right now. I know. It's a lot of pressure on you. But was there a specific inspiration that launched this series for you? Not, I I hate saying it, but not really. Like what what we discovered... um, like at, at some point, all right, so last year, going back a little bit, actually end of 2021, I got the rights back to 32 of my books that were with source books okay. the week before Christmas, okay? And yeah, I know. <laughs> when you get your rights back, you don't get clean files. You're not allowed to reuse the covers. Um, everything comes down off of every retail site. So the longer it takes you to put those books back out there, you're losing money. And that's losing money on 32 books, which is a lot. So while when everything came down, what what I realized was nobody really cared about the standalones. Everybody, where's your Montgomery's? Where are your Shaughnessy's? And so I was like, I think maybe I need to go back to like my roots a little bit and write family again. Cause mm-hmm. Magnolia sound was, was family, but the series was named after the town. And I right. think that that was a little bit of a deterrent. So it didn't matter that there were siblings and cousins and everybody in there. Yeah. That it had the family elements. Right. But people who want family, they want the name. They want that family name. So I really just wanted to get back to my family roots. And when I decided it, I was still finishing up Magnolia. And I was like, I could just spin off Magnolia a little bit, you know, so that it's going to keep those readers who are who now invested in Magnolia. They'll want to, hopefully they'll want to read through and meet this new family. To your Magnolia fans. That's right. <laughs> That's right. So Christmas. We, just, we just bookended it. Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> work is done so really it was just it was me wanting to go back to my roots and doing family again and I don't think I ever would have stopped but again when I was with the when I was with source books my editor wanted to put the word brothers in every title and I'm like but it's not always brothers like mm-hmm. Montgomery has sisters and yeah. Shaughnessy that I mean they only had one sister but it's kind of silly putting, I don't care if you use the last name, just don't put brothers. And that was like a line in the sand for her that she was like, absolutely not, it's got to be brothers. So I got away from it because it put a bad taste in my mouth. Yeah. And now I'm finding like, that's, that is a Samantha Chase sweet spot. Give, give my readers the family saga. And yeah. that works. Yeah. Excellent. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we have one more book we need to talk about. Oh. One more series. Oh. Oh, yes, band, band on the run because oh. that's your that's your new book that's coming out next week 
next week. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> just just a small <laughs> little thing. I want to make sure we get that in there. Oh my we God. love the Donovans, but yes, there but... are other books that are coming out too. <laughs> All right. So Band on the Run was actually a spinoff of the Shaughnessy's. Okay, because um, Riley, Riley Shaughnessy, Riley Shaughnessy was a is a rock star with his own band, and so Band on the Run is the story of his three bandmates. Okay, and we I wrote them, and they're a little bit sexier. They're the heroes are a little bit darker. There's a little bit more um, like deep stuff going on in their lives. This isn't like the story of guys who are on tour, the, the band is on hiatus and everybody's lives are kind of falling apart. The guitar player, um, he sort of, he went to go to Broadway to do a rock opera and it flops. Yeah. <laughs> it yeah, closed in three days. Closed three in days. three days. So he is a mess because the, the paparazzi are like hounding the crap out of him and he is constantly in the tabloids for being a failure. Dylan was always the partier and he gets in a bad uh, drunk driving accident and nearly kills a couple of people. And so he's got to clean up his act. He goes, his book opens up with him coming out of rehab. And um, Julian, their drummer, he had been in a toxic relationship for years and everybody knew it. And he basically goes through with like, that he's going to marry this girl in a very public way, leaves her at the office at the altar. I got the worst Publishers Weekly review for that book. Really? Because, oh my God, it is the worst review of my career <gasps> over that. I was traumatized because as you know, when you're with a, you're with a traditional publisher, when one of the, the trade papers gives you a review, that automatically goes on the website. Uh, on your, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's the it's in the front of your book it's you know what people are saying yeah so beware of this sociopath hero you should be concerned for the heroine safety oh it was awful it well was but sometimes awful. those kind of reviews actually sell more books <laughs> maybe <laughs> but it was traumatizing but essentially i i was very content to have that as a trilogy and yeah. when, this, when it finished, readers were like, well, what about the manager? Because he's very prevalent in these in all stories. The all the books, yeah. And so everybody was like, where's Mick's book? Where's Mick's book? And my editor at Sourcebooks hated the series. Hated it. She refused to like promote it at all and was very vocal about it. So I just sort of was like, yeah, maybe somewhere down the road, I'll write that. But I didn't get to it. And uh, last year I wrote a 20,000 word freebie for a, like a small town romance group that we, that once a month, every author was doing like, you know, each took mm -hmm. turns putting out a great story. And so I did a 20,000 word story for Mick mm -hmm. and fans of the series were like, Oh my gosh, you should flesh this story out. You should make it a full length. And I was like, do that. So that is what one more chance is. It comes out next week. I love the story. He's obviously an older hero, like he's in his early 40s. And his heroine is, she's a few years younger than him. It's not, it's not like really an age gap. She's like three, four years younger than him. But, so we don't have the 20 somethings, but yay. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yes. But unfortunately, 
It's, yeah, a, it's a second so, chance. It's a second chance. It is a second it, chance. It's, like, they, they knew each other before, and this is right. years later that they're coming back and connecting. And she's like a super genius, so she was always more mature. And he's sort of like her older brother's best friend, like when they were growing up. And so there was something there when he leaves town, but she's she was 16 years old, so you know she was totally not. Nothing was going to happen there. Not inappropriate, yeah. Exactly. So now here we are all these years later and they get their chance. A seasoned romance as well in that. Yes. And can readers read this one without reading the rest of them or do they need to catch up real fast? No, I think that you can get, that you can pick it up and read it on its own. Anything that you need to know. Right. It is still fun to always go back and read the others, but like you could read through it like because the band is in there. Matt and Dylan and Julian and Riley are all in there. But you kind of, he gives, he gives her uh, like a little bit of a history on everybody. So yeah. you don't feel like you're, like you're lost when the band comes on the, on the page. Excellent. Yes. And if you have questions, you can just email me. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'll fill you in. No. There you go. <laughs> oh. You are too much. So, really so, so, yeah. Next, next. Yeah. And that releases next week. Yes. Yes. Yeah. May, March 28th. March 28th. Oh, I can't believe we're at the end of March. Okay. I know. I know. Crazy. <laughs> awesome. Well, Samantha, where can readers find you? Where do you hang oh, out? I hang out a lot on Facebook. So um, my author page is actually Samantha Chase Fan Club, which I hate that name, but I had an assistant very early on that gave it that. So on Facebook, it's Samantha Chase Fan Club. On Instagram, I'm Samantha Chase Romance. And my website is chasingromance.com. Chasing-romance.com. That's actually, I have a tattoo that says Chasing Romance too. That is awesome. It's upside down, but. That is awesome. Yes. My older son actually coined that phrase for me. I was like, no, it's perfect. Yes. It's absolutely perfect. Yeah. Yes. Taste romance. All right. All right. Thank you so much for hanging out with us today. Anytime. Anytime. <laughs> I love you guys. This was fun. I know. I told her I was going to just have her have a Zoom call once a, once a month just so I could talk to her. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know something? It's funny that you that you say that because knowing your love of the Montgomery's, <laughs> I may want to sit and have an inspiration call with you because- <laughs> to plan a little bit ahead so I would love that, that anytime yeah. Becca yeah. is down for that by a whole lot yes, yeah. yes. <laughs> you um, have totally made my entire week month year yay. by letting yeah. me just kind of fangirl over you this week <laughs> I love it anytime come to a polycon I maybe we'll have a, yes. a party a, a, a chasing romance party <gasps> that would be fun that would be our, fun. Our Patreon supporters or something. <gasps> yeah. I would love that. That I would be so that. much fun. Work okay. on that, Izzy. Work yeah. on that, Izzy. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get that done. Yes. You got it. All right. Well, thank you so much. And we will uh, let you get back to writing because it's getting close to that five o'clock hour. <laughs> the clock here. And, you know, after five o'clock, you, you scoot off to the room. So <laughs> I do. Words must be done. That's right. Damn it. Damn it. Who takes those words? Who takes those words? Yes. <laughs>
<laughs> All right. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Well, Samantha was just as delightful as we had all hoped. And she was, oh, just a blast. I had so and, much fun talking and, to her. And hopefully and- she doesn't put me on like a um, a watch list. <laughs> <laughs> did you get your package? I By the did. way, I went to ask you. Yeah. I, well, it, it says it's out there. I haven't gone out to the mail to actually grab it yet, but yeah, Have it's fun. here. So I'm okay. Well, I'm I, excited about that. Pictures. I put pictures in the uh, Facebook group when you. Yeah, uh, I will. When you get there, I will. Um, so uh, we again, we're trying to still figure out our whole process here. We were originally going to do like a re- big in-depth review at the end of both of us having read something. Didn't do that. Um, and then also we were going to be doing book club in the Patreon. However, with the month having been as crazy cuckoo pants as it's been, we haven't gotten around to picking a book, <laughs> let alone reading it and having a discussion there. So we're passing on the Patreon book club this uh, month and to our Patreon followers. Sorry, but we are we at April for sure, a hundred percent. And Patreon members, if you're listening, send us an email, romancereaderspodcast at gmail.com and let us know if you have a recommendation for us to read next month. Um, Cause that's always fun too. Yeah, and, then, and, what, and then what we're going to do is we're going to do our group book chat on our Facebook group this Thursday, the 23rd. We can do either 4 p.m. or 9 p.m. So let us know. We'll have a poll up on the group um, page for you to vote on what time works best for you. And in that group chat, you vote we in just... by Wednesday. You yeah, to get your vote in by the end of Wednesday so that we can make sure everything is set up on Thursday right. afternoon or Thursday evening. And we're not talking a specific uh, book, so just bring your book recommendations. Let's talk about what you're reading, um, yeah. and we'll bring yeah, ours on what more, we're the Facebook reading. One is, yeah, Facebook one is no structure to it. It's just talking. Everybody's talking. Chatting and catching up with your friends in the book world. So we would love mm-hmm. to have you there on Thursday. We had and a bunch then, of people last month and that was fun. So I'm hoping that they'll be back. And a bunch of people had said that they had missed it and they wanted to do it. So they wanted to be part of it. So hopefully we can, everybody's on the same page for this Thursday. And we had to choose Thursday because with with Becca's traveling and my traveling, being away from home, et cetera, that is the only day that worked out. So <laughs> yeah, for this month, we'll be a little bit more yeah. organized for next month. And we're almost at 10 patrons in in Patreon, and that's when we'll have our first giveaway. So if you're thinking about joining, $3 a month, patreon.com forward slash romance readers podcast. Join us there. You'll get giveaways. We're going to be uploading the video from our uh, interview with Samantha Chase. I also have to upload the video from Kindle Alexander's, um, and that one has gotten, that one has also extra content. Uh, that one, we just talked forever and ever and ever. <laughs> right. And, <laughs> and, and um, cut that I one down a little bit. I know. And I'm, um, I'm a little technically challenged right now with uh, all the stuff going on. I've been having some issues with the Vimeo to get that loaded into Patreon. So I'm going to figure it out. I swear. I just haven't been able to do it. So Patreon members, you'll be looking for that. And I will put updates in the Patreon as well. Um, anything else back? No, just uh, remember to share this episode and rate and review it because that helps uh, people who are out there looking for podcasts to listen to, uh, to, you know, find us a little bit easier. 
And uh, so if you enjoyed the show, please leave a review on Apple. I think we're like at 4.8, by the way, 4.8 stars yeah, on Apple. We've, yeah, Is we've got it? good ratings. So uh, it really does help <laughs> the listeners looking for that podcast like this one. Um, and, and make sure to share it with your friends. You know, if you really Absolutely. enjoy the, sh- the show and, um, you know, make sure to share it on your Facebook page as you're listening or, you know, even on Twitter, if you're still on Twitter, <laughs> <laughs> just get it whatever, out there and say whatever hey, socials whatever yeah, social whatever media social. you're on or even if you just you know text your friend and say i love this episode or these girls and if you didn't if you know if you don't love us tell us why just email us don't tell your friends yeah keep that between <laughs> us <laughs> tell us tell us how we can improve we are totally open for that yeah. all right becca i'm gonna get going and i gotta help my girly pop because it is meds time again <laughs> <laughs> I've got to tackle my laundry. So everybody have a great week. And um, hopefully April will be a better month for us all. (sighs) From your lips, baby. All right. See you next time. time, Keep your eyes open. Seek out those bestsellers. Have fun. Be kind. Read a book. Leave a review. Love you. Exactly. Bye. (laughs)